And especially since we literally have Spurs as the last thing to talk about. It's going to get Spurs, brought up. And Spurs will be the last thing we talk about because there's so much with that. Yeah. And it all overlaps from Bayern to whoever the fuck else. Powered by Riverside. It's doing that thing where I can't hear it. What the fuck? Probably just like stop it. Still not working for you? No, like I can't hear it. Let me try and play it. Can you hear it clearly? Yeah. Because as soon as I hit live and play, it started like doing the thing where it just like goes out in, on my end. I can hear it. I don't know. Hey, friends, what's up? <laughs> we are doofuses who, after all this time, we started this, what, in August? And we still don't know how to start an intro song. So once again, we plead with you, if any of you want to work on an up-and-coming pod and help us with some production stuff, It'll look great for your resume, your CV. Maybe you just want to do this on the side. We only do this once a week. So please, friends, if you know anyone or you are interested in learning, hit us up. Please do. You can make an intro song from scratch if you want. We don't need a pre-recorded one. Just help us out. These are absolute facts. We won't pay you, though. Remember, we're just going to buy you a cup of coffee or a beer. Well, let's not forget, if we get... A thousand listeners, we get like a dollar. So th- there's some money involved in this. We'll give you 10%. Everything is negotiable. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, friends? All right, Andrew, how you been? It's been a little while. It has been. It's been a couple of weeks. Uh, been been all right, you know. Work is long and stressful and hard. Super hard. Yeah, I got to say... uh Work sucks. This is way better. If we can get that uh, ratio of a thousand plays to a dollar uh, better in our favor one day, maybe we could just keep doing this forever. But we're not there yet. <laughs> we're not, but we'll get there eventually. And we just need our friends to keep doing what they do. You know, press and play, giving it a listen. You can maybe all the way through if they want. They, yeah, do a review. They, Put us on Google. There's actually a little trick. On Spotify, there's a little button that you can just hit Mark has played. So you you don't even have to finish this podcast. You can stop it right here, hit that Mark has played, and it counts for us. And we'll take that. Anything to get us a, a penny in the in the hat. What's the saying? A bird in the bush or whatever? I don't know. A bird in the bush doesn't sound like a very like good idea. What is I don't this think bird it hiding is, in a bush like, for? It's something about like a bird in a bush. Friends, do you guys know this? Bird like, in a bush. We like have a rabbit would be in a bush. What's the saying? I don't. I've never heard of this. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. You ever heard that? Literally, never heard that before. Yeah, it's better to have a small, secure advantage than the possibility of a bigger one. Why is there a bird in my bush? I don't understand. It's in your hand. But there's two birds in a bush? I'm confused. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. It's stupid. 
Yeah. Well, you know what? You're stupid. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> you know what's not stupid? This po- This podcast. You know what is stupid? Having an international break. You know what's not stupid? Having an international break. <laughs> Friends, for all of you who don't know, um, we are currently in the international break. So there's no games being played within the Premier League. And this is due to the top players going out, playing for their countries, right? We always talk about for club and country, you know, a popular saying on this pod. And the Premier League is super nice and just lets the teams off for a week. They do. No, it's two weeks, right? Two weeks. I think they're coming back this week. No, they're not. They're coming back, I think, the weekend because United plays the 4th of April, I believe, and that's Sunday. No, that's a Tuesday. Whatever. No, yeah, no. There's game they still have first. another week. Okay. That's yeah, this, well, that's they this still, coming week. Yeah, but it's also they still have international games this entire week. Oh, yeah. No, these players are going to be exhausted. Yeah. I mean, depending on who you send, where they go, who they play, whatever. You know I what's mean, cool? I, what? The fact that the first game this weekend at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is Man City versus Liverpool. First game after the international break, early as hell in the morning for us. I know the English Premier League only thinks about how these games affect East Coast in the U.S. Imagine if you lived on the West Coast. Would you watch the seventh? What is that, like 4.30 games? Uh, I mean, West, West Coast. Coast like when Cali. I- I mean, no, I mean, I never watched her when I lived in California, but when I was living in Utah, I would get up at like 530 to watch United play. Would I fall asleep on the couch most of the time? Yeah. And there's one Wait more time zone to get to California and Seattle, right? No. Well, so Utah right now, it's 730. California is 630. So yeah, Pacific, one, more, one more hour. Pacific, Mountain, Central, Eastern. And then there's Arizona, who's their own. But Don't still they not technically on partake in daylight savings? Correct. They do not. Why do they get the option? Why does anyone have why can't we just not? Yeah, I don't I don't understand. Why can't we just stick in the current thing that we have? Just abolish daylight savings. Yeah. That'll be the petition for this pod. Yeah, if you listen to this podcast, please sign the petition to abolish daylight savings. Please and thank you. And if you made it this far, thank you. <laughs> Let's go through the rundown real quick. We got to talk about Chelsea. It's just super important. Crystal Palace, kind of surprisingly, they fired their manager. So we're going to have a little bit of discussion on that. Of course, you know, we got to talk about the bottom of the table once again. Yep. Um, we got to, I got some predi- some predictions for who's going to finish at the bottom of the table at the end of the year. I got some predictions for how long it takes you to say that word correctly. Which word? Predictions. Predictions. <laughs> Shut up, man. This is my eighth language, okay? We got to do right, some projections for the top four now that we don't have many games left. And then we're just going to talk about Spurs. We don't really know how that conversation is going to go. There's a lot happening. It's not that it came out of nowhere. Uh, Conte kind of did this to himself, but Conte's speech came out of nowhere. It, I, yeah, definitely. Well, obviously, we'll get to it. So I'm not even, even going to say anything about it right now. Start with Chelsea. We'll, shall we? we will we will revisit that his came out of nowhere comment. Let's start with Chelsea. They screwed the pooch twice. They had the lead twice against Everton, and they screwed the pooch. Yeah, you know, I like my stats. Let's go through the simple ones real quick. Possession, Chelsea, sixty nine, nice. Everton, 
31. Shots. 20 to 12. Shots galore happening in this match. Didn't see that coming. Or shots in spring break. Yeah, it is spring break time. You're welcome for that. that. Thank you. Uh, thank you for contributing to this pod. <laughs> also, there was more goals in this match than we ever thought would happen. I thought there were like, less four goals. Four is a lot. Yeah, but for these four goals teams, for a Chelsea against a, like a struggling Everton? I just assumed to be like one nothing. But As and then corner been. kicks, corners eight to two in favor of Chelsea. Trivia: Do you know the last time Everton won at Stamford Bridge? I do. Oh, and what was that? Nineteen ninety-five. I believe it was ninety-four. Ninety-five. Go look at your phone facts. I did. It's ninety-four. Ninety-five. November 1994. Interesting. The Then the commentary had it wrong during the game. Because I took a quote directly from the commentators. Whatever. Per ChelseaFC.com. <laughs> oh, yeah. Chelsea's website? Yeah. The last occasion Everton came away from the bridge with a league win was in November 1994. Per the quote, this is, I have a citation. Okay. I'm, okay. Is it a Wikipedia citation? It's not. It's ChelseaFC.com. Okay. Well, that's fine. The commentators had it wrong then because I quoted them. They said 94 or 95. I'm glad, though, that both of us had the same thought as soon as the commentators <laughs> said how long it's been that we both individually, without talking to each other, want to go look it up. Yeah. Um, friends, in case you don't know, Chelsea versus Everton was finished as a 2-2 draw, which means Everton still hasn't won at Stamford Bridge since November 1994. Yeah, but look at the silver lining. They didn't get beat. Oh, my, I was so proud of this team. They came back twice. It was twice. very impressive. I was very happy. Honestly, I was happy with the result. I was cool getting a point from Chelsea. It wasn't supposed to happen. They were the clear favorites for this match. Uh, Chelsea, they just, I don't know if they got too ahead of themselves. They were on a three-game win streak. They were on fire. They were definitely, not on, calm down with your on-fire bullshit. They were definitely they were not up. stop it. Stop it with your stupid college beer pong baloney. They were not heating up. They are. They were literally simmering. Did you hear uh, Todd Bowley's quote after the game? Yeah, something about being fucking shit. <laughs> and I quote, "Shit, fucking game." End quote. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love this manager being so honest about this. I am a little concerned about this manager and where his attention will go as the season progresses because he also owns the LA Dodgers and baseball season is right around the corner. How is he going to do both? I mean, you just go to other games. That's it. That's true. Oh, he owns the teams. It's not like he runs the shit. He has people to do that. He does have people to do that, but here's the thing. He's the people that writes the check for the other people. He likes to be very involved. Yeah, sort of. 
He's also the owner for two teams that really don't have a salary cap. That's his style. Well, he should not own an MLS team. He'd be disappointed in how much money he can't spend. MLS salary cap makes no sense. They have a specific amount that they can spend, and then they have a specific amount they can spend on what they call designated players who essentially just like don't count from the cap. But that's for another pod when one day we are so successful we can have just an MLS pod. Yeah. All we'll do is record podcasts. Did you see the last time? I'm a little worried about Chelsea. Did you see the last time they finished outside the top four? I'm sorry. Didn't you just say that they were on fire and now you're worried? Well, anyone who can't beat Everton, I get a little concerned about that team. <laughs> Anyways, last time they finished outside the top four was 2017-2018 season, and I'm 100% sure that they're not going to make it into the top four this year. So that nope. stat will be rewritten. Yep, they're definitely not going to get into the top four. Um, they're also not going to make talk- it through Champions League. So they are only going to have don't know that. League next year. You don't year. know that. You don't know that. I do know that. Let's let's talk about some things about the about Chelsea for a minute. Okay. When the before the game, they quote Grand Potter was quoted saying that Chelsea have been taking a more positive and aggressive approach to the game. It just referencing the last three wins that they actually had. But um, how the game ended, they did not. T- play positively or aggressively in throughout the entire game. So I thought that was kind of funny that he was quoted saying that. And then what happened at the end happened. They literally say, blew a lead twice. But you know who looked very impressive? I thought Felix. He was the center point of this offense for the entire match. He it was their star. I know his current loan has a no buy clause at the end of the season, but Chelsea should just no. It's it's pay a him. not. It's a there's no option to buy, but they could still potentially buy him. Yeah, they can approach his his actual club team, but they like, cannot hey, do it. Buy. They can't spend more money. <laughs> At this point, yes, they can. <laughs> I don't know where they're going to get it from. Maybe exactly. it's a magic bank from Game of Don, Thrones. I don't know where Don they're going to get it from. Yeah, they're like the the Lannisters that just have money somehow, and they're good for it. Let, I mean, let's hope. I'll, here, you thought that, that Felix was like very good. You well. know who? You know who I thought was like extremely pivotal that I never realized is Kovacic. Oh yeah, very underrated. Like, where did like I remember him playing at Madrid and being like, "All right, he's decent." And then I never realized that he was a Chelsea's captain, and B that he was so like good for this team. He sees so much of the ball in the midfield his eyes watching the game they were literally everywhere and i was just like wow another croatian just boss in the midfield croatians have this thing it's called being good at this sport just and oh, uh, he is very <laughs> underrated but he's also a low profile kind of guy and i think that kind of adds to it because he's just one of the guys on the field he is very pivotal as you said but he's never going to make a show of himself when he's out there. Yeah, it's never he does the things, he does them well and he like moves the ball around. He never I feel like what I don't see is and I'm always I'm just going to compare him to to Luca is that he doesn't have like those magic passes or those just insane goals that just come out of nowhere. 
I mean, mind you, I don't ever watch Chelsea as much as I watch Real Madrid because I actually like watching Real Madrid. Real Madrid is a grand old time to watch. They are, except when they play against Barcelona. That's true. You know what? I, I like that you brought up Kovacic. He's so good. He kind of he's the central point, literally playing in the middle. Yep. And he just he's like the rock in the middle for this team. Doesn't ever get the credit. Uh, that's usually because he just doesn't have a lot of stats either. If you think about it, he's not doing. He's not getting a lot of assists. He's not getting a lot of goals. And he's not a, a defender, so he's not getting the credit for being the last man to stop the striker or whoever else it is. But you're right. They do like to go through him in the midfield, and then they just kick the ball up to Felix and let Felix try to score. But more often than not, he just hits the post. Yeah, he does hit the post. Also, it's funny that you say like he's obviously not a defender, but you know who he defends better than, and he's in the midfield? Trent Alexander-Arnold. <laughs> Trent Alexander-Arnold <laughs> is not a midfielder, and and he's not a defender. I don't know what he is. And we haven't talked about this, but I actually love Jamie Carragher's quote about Trent Alexander Arnold. Did you hear it? Was that the recent one where he said that he's like the he's not he's like the worst defender in history or something? He said he wasn't a good defender, and he also said Liverpool should go sign someone at right back, if nothing else, for the competition at that spot. I'm pretty sure that anyone that's actually right back could play better, so there is no competition. But I agree with the quote. I agree with the man who said it because Liverpool has been so complacent with having a liability at their right back spot for so long. And I'm not saying it's finally caught up to them. They could just be having an off year. And by off year, you know, they're not winning. <laughs> they're not in contention for the <laughs> for Premier anything. League, but still no one wants to play them. So let's be reasonable about this. But yeah, they just had that liability for so long, and I think it is time to at least get some kind of competition. Something where it's like, hey, you're not guaranteed to start every match. Let's see if this lights a fire underneath you, or if you want to leave. Then I don't think I don't think a new a person. Excuse me, I don't think a person coming into the team at any point is going to light a fire. He already sucks at defense. It's not like he's just going to magically get better. He doesn't know what to do. He literally yeah. is. You know what? I'm going to give not, him we're, you the know benefit what? of the We're doubt. not talking about Liverpool right now. So now we're talking we about can, Chelsea and how the fact we that can they are middle on the him. table. <laughs> yeah, we can harp on TAA later. Here's a question, though. During the game, I noticed that, and you are obviously the the uh, professional, the expert, the referee expertise on this pod because you are a referee. Um, and is there did a rule change where referees now just stop play anytime a player is down on the ground injured? They have to stop it if it's a suspected head injury. Okay, so it, that the rule has not changed. Uh, that has not. No. Um, if the injury is like interfering with play in some way, the referee has discretion to stop because also sometimes it could be a non-head injury, but like they give some gray area to referees because like you can't write every single injury down in the rule book. If it's a suspected head injury, you have to stop play. Yes. Anything else, it's really up to the referee's discretion, and most referees go with the, they're not in the way, I'm not going to call it. Okay, so the, glad you confirmed that, because multiple times during that game, the referee stopped the play for an injury that was not impacting play at all, and that was not a head injury. And it, I just kept thinking, why is this happening? Did Like I said, did a rule change 
no, this guy, he literally stopped it for almost like every time a player was down, no matter what word or where they were. Yeah. That's a referee's discretion. Well, his discretion is stupid. (laughs) (laughs) It's a dumb thing. Can we get back to Chelsea? That was part of the game. It literally was part of Chelsea. Also, do we have anything else to talk about Chelsea? We already have discussed in great detail how we think they're going to finish middle of the table. They are going to finish the Champions League. They're not going to, unless they win Champions League this year, they're not going to make it back to Champions League next year. I mean, they're not going to make it to any European competition next year. Absolutely not. Oh, after our last pod's convo, though, I did do some more digging into who qualifies for all these European competitions from the Premier League. Did you know the Premier League can only send five people, five teams? To Europe in general? To Champions League, specifically Champions League. Oh, I mean, yeah. So it's the top four. And then Europa League. And Europa. But for specifically for Champions League, they can get a fifth team in there. Because let's say Chelsea wins Champions League this year, and they don't finish top four in Premier League. The top four go plus Chelsea. Yeah. I mean, couldn't they technically get six? Because what if one of the top four wins Europa League? If one and of the then top one four... of them also wins Champions League. So I looked that up. If We're going to take Chelsea for this example because they're still in Champions League, but they're not going to make top four. If they win, if Chelsea wins Champions League, and we're going to use Tottenham because no one's left in the English League in Champions yeah, and like, actually, we're going to use United because Tottenham's important. They're still in Europa League. Are they still? Is, is United still in Europa League? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you guys are. All right. So, They're the only English team that's in it right now. Cool. So let's say United. Chelsea win Champions League and United win Europa League. Then nothing happens. It's the top four plus Chelsea. However, if the team that wins Europa League and the team that wins Champions League, the two separate teams, neither one of the them are in the top four. They both make it to champions. Whoever was fourth in Premier League gets bumped down to Europa. Damn. That's how you okay. they Got keep it. the status quo of five. Interesting. Yeah. I looked at all of okay. it. <laughs> it's very complicated. And also the fact that the Premier League uses the FA Cup as a qualifier is kind of annoying because a lot of times it's one of the top four teams anyways. Yeah. I wish they would just use their top seven or eight teams and send them on over. You know, that's kind of what I wish about your your relegation and promotion battle, but it's some, for some unknown reason they started to do a playoff with four teams. That, more, more, that playoff more so, you know, affects promotion than relegation. Well, still, it's part of it. It's stupid. All right, well. Let's move on to the the next thing, shall we? Let's talk about Crystal Palace. Sure. So Crystal Palace, friends, they fired their coach, Patrick Vieira. I'm sorry, they what did their coach? They fired him. There we go. What did you think I said? Sound like you said fuck their coach. I would never say that. <laughs> they fired him. They said they you are no longer with the team. Um, and to be clear, friends, we never enjoy someone getting fired because that is someone losing their job. So we, we do not, we're not happy about this. We, I mean, sometimes we are, I am never happy when someone loses the job. I'm happy when a shitty United manager loses their job. And then we just get another shitty manager next time. (laughs) 
like Tottenham. <laughs> anyways, and we're going to move on from that one. So anyways, they fired their coach. The reason we're talking about this is because Crystal Palace is in a weird spot on the table where they're not technically battling the relegation stuff, but they kind of are because of how close the bottom of the table is. So they're no, kind they of are. This... They're battling they're a, it. They're in a weird spot. They're high up enough that they should be safe, but they're not safe. Everyone from 20th to 12th is in the battle right now. And they're 12th. <laughs> they are 12th, yeah. Yes. And see, so I, I think said, it's just going to be a like battle a between spot. 12 and 20. They're just in a weird spot. You're and in a weird spot. I will say, prior to the firing, Crystal Palace didn't have a shot on goal for three straight games. Which is embarrassing as a professional club. That for three straight games, you did not have a single shot on goal. I mean, they also had 12 games winless. It's a lot of games. It's a lot of points. That's a lot. I don't Especially under- going into the last half of the season. I don't fully understand their hiring of the new coach, Roy Hodgson. Dude, oh, he's been, the, he's been the manager three times, or now it'll be his third time. Yeah, he's, he's 75 he's just years care, old. He's just caretaking, though, I think, till the end of the season. I think he is. And a little spoiler for later, I don't think Crystal Palace gets relegated, but I don't think they were going to get relegated regardless of who the coach was. Uh, I mean, I like I said, because of the whole like 12 to 20th being so close, I don't know who's going to get relegated and who is like who's going to stay anymore. Like, I legitimately have no clue. Also, are we just forgetting what happened to Roy last season? Um, he got yeah. relegated. He was the manager of a team that got relegated last year. Who got relegated that he was managing? Watford. Oh. I didn't know that. What, so that's why I understand he's familiar with with the club itself. He's got some familiarity with people there, some of the players and things. And he is, as you said, probably just going to manage till the end of the season to try to get him out of keep him out of relegation. But he literally just got relegated, so it's kind of a strange call from it's that. Just standpoint. It's just because he's po- it's just because he's been the manager before, and like I said, he, they they don't want to hire anyone long term right now because it's halfway through the season. So teams aren't just going to try to offload their coaches or let people like move right now unless you're Bayern, apparently. Um, that's for another pod. Or, that's when we get big enough to get a Bundesliga pod. <laughs> yeah, different league every day. Um. I don't know. I, I, it makes sense just because it's he's someone easy. He's not working. Um, so it just it's just an easy hire for them. But did you know that each time he's been hired to Crystal Palace, he's been the oldest Premier League manager? Yeah, he's like the it's the third time being the oldest Premier League manager. Yeah, he, he is. He is now re-hired. the third older. He's just third there to time keep the out of relegation. They're just going back to what feels safe. I mean, he might know. be able to do it. I think he will. But again, I think they were going to avoid relegation regardless of who their coach was. They also don't have a bad schedule for the rest of the season. Leicester, Leeds, Southampton, Everton, Wolves, West Ham, Bournemouth, and Nottingham Forest. So they play like everyone in the bottom half of the table. Yeah, and they have just as much, if not more skill than each of those teams. I mean, they do have some dang good players. I did leave but, out Tottenham and Fulham from that schedule because I don't think those are winnable games, depending on which Tottenham shows up. However, 
I don't know, dude. I think if this is something we didn't touch on, did you let's quickly run back to the Sunday uh, two weeks ago. Did you look up or see the stats from the United Fulham FA game or did you see what happened? With all the cards and everything? Yeah, Fulham got three red cards in like 30 seconds. Yeah, saw that. Because you touch a ref. Well, I mean, the first one was Willian, who abs- absolutely stuck his arm out and stopped a ball, or stopped a goal. Yeah. So red card PK, blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, Mitrovic got all up in the ref and, like, pushed him. Yeah, you can't Apparently, touch the ref. No, and that's so he got the red card, and then the coach also got a red card for interfering with the VAR thing. But apparently, and that's what there's been some up in the air right now is that he, they were the commentators are talking about like three to six game ban for touching the the beginning. Yeah. But now apparently according to one of my friends who it lives over in England, people have been talking about a season length ban because of that. Like the rest of the season that for pushing the referee. Cause it wasn't like he just touched him. Like he actively pushed him. So I'm reading Right now on AP News, the English this and this was from six days ago. The English Football Association said the standard three game suspension for a straight red card was clearly insufficient in this case. Also, yeah. apparently, Man United dropped their transfer interest in Fulham's Mitrovic after getting the red card. That's stupid. I mean, you guys should I don't not think we have a really, I don't think we ever had real interest. I'll say it again. I do not want to get a striker that is like over like 28 right now, and he's 28. Yeah, I think United were using any excuse to not be Separate themselves. In. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, so uh, that my point being is that with him out, that takes away a lot of firepower from Fulham. So I think that they are a beatable team. Okay. So either way, Crystal Palace survives. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Make a prediction. I wish I, Be bold. We, I mean, we predicted last week about who would who would go down. Yeah, but that changes week to week. We know that exactly. So I don't know who's going to stay up anymore. I'm I'm going to say Crystal Palace stays in the Premier League. I'm pretty sure what I said last week was that it was going to be like Southampton, Bournemouth, and then like Leicester were going to get relegated. So just How off do you of think that, Zaha then they stay. Will stay? That's what I've been wondering. I, that's actually I, that's in my notes. Is does he deserve to be playing in a team like this? Like, is he good enough to like slot into a top like six team and like actually do well? Yes, but I feel like he's more of a bench guy for them. That, I mean, that's the thing. Is that I I always I'm always scared of him whenever like United plays Palace because he right. always is like very much a threat. I mean, you guys could definitely use him. We could use fucking anyone. Yeah. <laughs> I but mean, if we get the summer goes to how, I mean, true, but how many does Rashford have? Many more. Eight, 18? Yeah. I think. Something 14, 15, 60, I don't know. If the summer goes like, well, if if we can actually get United sold and the summer goes well, then we will have a very, very, very good striker on our team. And I hope you get that. And Rashford has 14. We were both wrong. 14. Okay. Yeah, because Holland has double. That number. Yeah. Um, who that funny thing I sent you about how like there's that new Norwegian or is it Norwegian name that Holyund? <laughs> oh yeah, that was really funny. Copy my homework, but but don't make it obvious. 
Yeah, he scored five goals in two games for country. He scored his hat trick and then two others in just two. Which means next year some Premier League team will overpay. So, I mean, someone's probably already looking to overpay. Yeah. Yes, but Zaha, Zaha, sorry, not Zaha. Zaha has six goals. Last year he had fourteen, and um, so he could still get close to that by the end of the season. True, possibly, but he had, he'd have to go on an absolute tear at this point. Hey, maybe he just needs to drink his Red Bulls before the game again. <laughs> maybe I, I I would love to see Zaha on a team with better quality, and that more fo- more so focuses on him as the like point of attack. Now he is really good on like counter counter attacks, right? He's really fast. He's, he's fast as hell. Yeah. So that's where he excels. Now the premier league is not necessarily a counter attack league. Yeah. Not as, I mean, definitely not as much. Yeah. As a league they aren't, but yeah, I don't know. It'd be fun to see him on like a, on a United or a, even like a Newcastle. I think, uh, yeah, I don't think I would want him at United. Again, age is, I go off like age now. I think he's in his like late 20s. Is he? Potentially, I think, maybe. But honestly, while I was watching the Arsenal Palace game, he was the only person to do anything threatening against Arsenal, except for maybe one other person. But anytime he had the ball, it was always attacking, it was always like going at defenders. And he got many times in shooting opportunities. I was looking up to so, see who Newcastle's top goal scorer was. Almiron. Yeah, Al- Almiron. Yeah. Almiron. Miguel Almiron. Yeah. <laughs> he has 11. Yeah. He's good. He is good. He's actually tied for seventh most in the Premier League. That's who United plays next. Um, There's actually four guys tied for seventh. Makes sense. So I don't remember if like thinking back to this like Palace Arsenal game, Arsenal played fucking incredibly. Oh yeah, like I mean they're they're on fire. They legitimately they played a like basically they played a flawless game in my opinion. Like I hate to praise Arsenal, but they are doing. Well, they gave up a goal, so it wasn't flawless. Any team can give up a goal and still put on a flawless thing. It was a goofy goal, but whatever. But. Yeah, in my notes I say I hate to even praise them, but try not to be biased <laughs> in this pod. <laughs> Look, Arsenal is so good. We know this. And I think they're going to be a, a force for years because they're set up for success. I mean, that's, I think, I mean, I think, uh, words. Arteta is definitely going to be there for years. Like, they're going to, I think, try to make him like a long term manager there, unless he I just absolutely so. shits the bed for a couple of years straight, which I don't I, think he will. I don't know. I'm sure Real Madrid's already trying to scheme their way to get him because apparently I mean, they're already if, planning getting Holland in ne- after next year. Yeah. What they're trying to trigger his like release clause for like 250 mil. <laughs> it's really funny that they are always linked to doing that. And I'm like, how do you know the player wants to go there? Like, how do you, yeah, exactly. But Just I feel like, like it, I, what's his name from Barcelona? Who's who can leave for free this summer. Oh yeah. Because of the registration thing, but who says he wants Javi? to leave? Yeah. I mean, like, if if they can't pay him, if they, he's not, if they're not registered, he's not getting paid. He he has his old salary. Does he? Yeah, that's how it works. Interesting. Well, so, but 
Yeah, I think we're done with Crystal Palace. Um, I don't think they're done the Premier League, but I think we're done with them for this conversation. Let's hope that comment doesn't age poorly and that they stay in the <laughs> Premier League. <laughs> All right, let's let's talk about the bottom of the table real quick. We gotta give updates. So twentieth, we have Southampton, nineteen, Bournemouth, eighteen, West Ham, and. 17, Leicester. I'm only going to go to 17. I'm not reading all of them. I was like, you could have just gone from like Crystal Palace down and just said in like descending order. <laughs> no, I went from bottom up. Started at the bottom. Got to get somewhere. Started at the bottom. So I I took a deep dive into this, into this bottom four to try to figure out okay. who I think is going to end up down there. Oh, and, you're talking about who you think is going to be in the bottom three again? Yeah. Who's going to go relegation? Okay. I think Nottingham Forest is almost guaranteed. Don't don't say that. We can they I, can't be out of the Premier League after twenty six years. They have to stay. Can out. I read you their remaining schedule? I know it's hard, isn't it? Newcastle. JK, that was last week and then they lost. They have Wolves, Leeds, Beatable, Aston Villa. Beatable. Aston Villa? Yeah. Um, all those matches, they play Wolves at home, and then Leeds and Aston Villa are away matches. If that makes Leeds and Wolves are, v- are win- definitely winnable. So then they have United, Liverpool, Brighton, Brentford. United, see, and that's the thing. I I can't say that United will beat them. I would hope that they would. You just don't want to jinx your own team. <sighs> I don't. I so, don't want to jinx my own team. Liverpool so, is still up in the air. I'm going to go with Brentford is up in the air too, considering Brentford has been losing to bottom of the table teams. I think Brent, I think those are all losing games for Nottingham. If they if they get a Nottingham. draw out of those mat out of one of those matches, I think they'd be happy. I mean, I then think anything that keeps them out of Southampton, the spot. which they can beat Southampton, and then you finish with Chelsea, Arsenal, Crystal Palace. They have a horrendous remaining schedule. Beatable, beatable. Shut up. <laughs> if you guys so can tie Chelsea, Forest they can tie Chelsea. I think Nottingham Forest is going down. Okay, who and are the other two? Southampton. Southampton just has no no chance. I don't even think I have to explain that one. And they have no games in hand. I think they're done. Their schedule actually isn't that bad, but I don't think they can do it. It's actually very similar to uh, Nottingham Forest as far as like level of teams all over the place. All right, so I think, the third one. So here's the thing, right? I have to decide West Ham or Bournemouth. And I don't want to see either of these teams get relegated. And as we both know, West Ham has two games in hand. Bournemouth has one. That could be huge at the end of the year. Absolutely massive. West Ham still has Europa competitions. And I don't know how that's going to play into but how it's only, higher it's conference league. It's yeah, but it's ex- I'm worried about the extra matches, the I extra gonna be more, minutes on the legs. They're going to be more focused on trying to stay out of the the relegation. I think they're going to put more stock in the Premier League games than they will the Europa Conference League. But they have a terrible schedule, absolutely awful. So Southampton's fine, whatever. Newcastle, Fulham. We'll see what happens with these suspensions. Arsenal, <laughs> Liverpool, Palace, City, United, Brentford are all thrown in there. 
So I'm a, well, I'm a devil's advocate. Anytime we talk about someone's schedule is that we've seen teams beat big teams. We saw, what was it, Bournemouth beat Liverpool? I think Bournemouth has an easier Arsenal. schedule to end the year. Well, I know, but still, we, bottom of the table teams can beat top table teams. All right, so you think you're, that's what I'm saying? You think West Ham's out of relegation? I don't know. I have yeah, no make, idea. Make a prediction. I haven't even talked about anything yet. Make a prediction. Look, let me let me say a couple things first. Right, Number one, on. glad to see Leeds won last week because they got out of the like quote unquote relegation three three spot. And here's why I think about that: it's because I don't want to see a group of U.S. men's national team players get relegated because. U.S. already has a bad shtick for being shit at soccer, a.k.a. football, a.k.a. soccer if you're in America. And it is not going to help if those players are relegated. It's just going to keep that like perception going that Americans suck at soccer, that American coaches are shit, and we just don't need that. Those those boys don't need it. They need to stay up. Um. Look at you. You're also three points clear of the 20th spot. <laughs> with no games in hand. Yeah, with no games in hand. Which is the worst um, part. I mean, it's not great. But I can't it's say that you relegated. Yeah, you can't say that. You, you can't do that. <laughs> You'd have to take the shirt that you have and... I don't know, we'll do what with, but... It's it's gonna be it, uh, it's gonna be so much fun. I think I think this is gonna be more fun to watch the bottom of the table than it is the top because we kind of already know how the top is gonna like sit. But we've got nine teams that could easily get relegated and not relegated. Like Absolutely. it's only it's four points between twentieth and twelfth. Four points. Usually By it's way. four points between like twentieth and nineteenth, and then there's a giant gap between the rest. Yeah. And I. I just to confirm, by the way, uh, friends, I do think Bournemouth gets relegated, but because c- only because they don't even know how to stop a goal. <laughs> Their goal difference they is have been scored a lot. But yeah. I I went back through the years to kind of see what was the points for relegation. So what was the team with at eighteen? How many points did yeah. they have last season? It was thirty five. The seventeenth team was actually at thirty eight. The twenty. Yeah, they, how did that go for your seventeen team? <laughs> it was great. And so, the year prior, the twenty twenty one season, twenty eight points for the seventeen or for the eighteen spot. And the twenty nineteen twenty twenty one season, it was thirty four points. So these teams are going to need probably at least thirty five points to get out to stay out of relegation. I mean, unless all these teams keep drawing each other, exactly. That's, that's, the, that's the other option. Um. Yeah, I think this is it's going to be fun though because like none of these teams going to want to like get relegated, but they're all so close to being relegated that they are going to they are going to fight hard. Like I think we're going to see some of like the best matches from these bottom teams because right now it's not like oh shit we're so far down on points that it doesn't fucking matter how many we win we're going to get relegated. Now it's like okay guys we need like one win and we're not out of the now we're out of the relegation. Honestly, if you so. get two wins out of this, and especially if they're wins against other. Bottom eight teams. I can't believe I just said bottom eight because that's ridiculous. It is. But if you get two wins against bottom eight teams, you will skyrocket up. Yeah. I think easily any one of these teams can stay up. Any of them could go down just based on their like records. They all. So if you look at the bottom nine teams, 
their wins are basically all the same. They all have six or seven wins. Like mm-hmm. these teams are all pretty evenly matched. It's except for the ones that get like scored on about 40 plus times a game, a game. <laughs> um, but no, it's going to be fun. I think if I'm going to predict, I, I mean, I'm probably going to stick with what I did last week. I think it's going to probably be Southampton, Bournemouth and Leicester. Although, if West Ham gets relegated, we, United could get Declan Rice on the cheap. <laughs> we'll talk about that next week. And I'd be down for that. We'll talk Except about- I'm not sure if we need another midfielder. <laughs> you know what? Maybe next week we'll talk about which players might be on the market if their teams get relegated. I mean, everyone's on the market. Yeah. So, let's, uh, let's get to the next thing. Let's do our top four predictions real quick. Yeah. Who we think are going mean- to... Go in the top four. Do we? I'm assuming we have the same number one and number two. I mean, Arsenal City. Arsenal City. Uh, friends, we did not talk about any of this beforehand. We literally just sent each other topics to discuss, and then we were going to figure it out live. Yeah. I mean, unless Arsenal implodes in the last, like, ten games, because if City City do have a game in hand, which if they win, which we're assuming they would, that would put them at 64, which is only five points off. So unless Arsenal implodes then it's going to be Arsenal City. Like That's just kind of locked in, I, f- I feel like. I absolutely um, agree with you. I think Arsenal's done a phenomenal job this year. They've been consistent from the beginning, which has been key in staying ahead of City as it, City was kind of trying to find themselves at the very beginning. And by trying to find themselves, I mean, it took two weeks. <laughs> see, and it's funny because in my notes, I'm like, ooh, it'll be interesting to see what, how like Arsenal... like juggle like their title pursuit with Europa League and then they got knocked out of Europa League. <laughs> yeah. So they only have that. one thing to focus on. Most importantly, Arteta only has one thing to focus on each week. Um oh, Arsenal's sure. schedule is not the easiest though for the rest of the year. They do play Man City, which by the way will be a huge match. Yeah, that's Saturday, right? Uh that's April twenty sixth. Oh shit. They rescheduled that way out. It's going to be a huge match. They play Liverpool. It's, they play Liverpool. It will not be an easy match. They have Chelsea, which, depending on which Chelsea shows up, I expect Arsenal to win, at least draw. But it kind of just depends on how Chelsea's feeling that day. True. And then you got Newcastle and Brighton. So not the easiest schedule. Arsenal can definitely handle it. And honestly, even if they lose to City, they can take care of everyone else. I mean, they can, but I think that the games against like Liverpool city, Chelsea and like Newcastle, those are, those are pivotal. Those are like must wins. I agree. They could, they could potentially drop points to like other teams, but like you got to beat the people that are right behind you. Yeah. And if you beat city, you, the advantage you gain from that just because huge. Yeah. It's, it is, fucking ridiculous and then you could also like i'm not saying loosen up against other teams but you you know if you, you don't can breathe beat, a little bit it's not you as can tense. breathe a little bit yeah i mean city schedule isn't that bad for the rest of the season they now they do have champions league which could be do. very distracting and i believe they have a champions league match a week before playing arsenal uh, the 11th is their first one and then the 19th, the 19th. Is the next leg so they have, a week. they have a week between those matches. And City, I don't know if, how much Pep's going to be focusing on that Arsenal match beforehand. 
I don't know if he's going to be like doing it, you know, like how you're supposed to do big assignments from school little by little until he gets done. I don't know if he's going to be doing that, but it's, that'll be interesting. And they so, sell the FA cup. They, yeah, they do. No. So just looking at their schedule, not to like, I hope that, I hope that um, they beat Bayern. <laughs> wow. Not because I'm ending this episode right now. Okay, that's fine. I'll keep going. Not because I don't. I obviously I don't want York Byron to to lose, but just because I want it to be like rubbed in Byron's face for this whole like Tuchel Nigelsmann shenanigans. <laughs> I I don't. I'm and so, I hope I, like, you lose every the day. I like just Google <laughs> to see what's happening because I don't understand. I know we're currently second in Bundesliga. By but like a point. It's a point, and also we play Dortmund next match, which means if we win, we're immediately on top. So yeah, but that's again that's for our Bundesliga pod. Stay tuned it for is. that. All right, so, yeah. so you have here, United here. in third, I'm assuming. So no, I mean yes, I mean again because like Arsenal and City are so far ahead, second, first and second are kind of locked in, in my opinion. It's where third and fourth is just like kind of completely up for grabs. Now, mind you, we are in third place. We do have two games in hand. If we can beat those two games, win those two games, we are at 56 points, which puts us like basically 10 points above fourth place, which is a pretty good lead. But because of who's in like the bottom portion, like right below third place, it's a pretty tight gap. I mean, Newcastle is three points behind us. Tottenham is a point, but also Tottenham have no games in hand. They are at 49 points. Oh, I am very well aware of this fact. <laughs> um, I do think that United will end up in third. I, I think that was kind of where my mind was at. And I, I think that Newcastle will get fourth. I think that Newcastle, obviously, because of the fact that they have the least amount of goals scored against them, is going to be very beneficial. Their defense will be like extremely helpful in the last half of the season. Well, last third of the season. And I think that I think Tottenham are going to be in such disarray right now that they're just, they're going to drop. I actually fully agree with you. I think Newcastle makes into that fourth spot, mostly because of the two games in hand. I think yeah. that's huge. The fact that, that is huge. The, the Tottenham and Newcastle are separated by two points but there's two full games in hand. I think the advantage goes to Newcastle and I'm not 100% convinced Tottenham stays in fifth. I didn't do the full, my full season recap season preview for that, (laughs) but Liverpool in the sixth spot, they are seven points behind Tottenham. However, two games in hand. You could quickly make that up and do it. I, I don't think the Liverpool will get fourth. I just don't think that they have enough like gumption right now. What do you think of like... Brighton? They are seven points behind Tottenham. Three games in hand. Three games in hand. Jesus. Three games. I mean, they I could, could do it. They could make a push for fifth. They could. I think they have I mean, a good chance. Brentford could. Fulham is now up in the air, considering, but I don't think they three will. games in hand is ridiculous at this point in the season. I mean, that's all three games of those. If they win all three, that's up to fifty-one points. That would be third place right now if they won. If they had three games, one. That's crazy. 
Yeah. So I think <laughs> imagine imagine seeing Brighton and like let's let's say this Arsenal City Newcastle Brighton as the top four. Could you imagine Brighton and Newcastle in the Champions League? <laughs> I I would pay so much money to be at Brighton's first Champions League match next season. I I would <laughs> attend it. I would actively do my best to attend it. But I no, so imagine. I think yeah. All things go as as planned. Arsenal, City, United, Newcastle. I agree with you. Um, And I'm not fully convinced who's going to get fifth. I think Tottenham has the advantage, honestly. But I don't. I think Brighton can make a very good push for it. I'm not even going to say Liverpool. I'm just going to go to Brighton because of the two games in hand. I think we're going to see Liverpool to Liverpool. I think we're going to see Liverpool and Brighton be like the the fifth spot battle. Like I just again, Tottenham too much too much shit's going on. I think that they just are in like too much disconnect right now. But who knows? Tottenham might just run the table, and then we're just going to be eating our words. I mean, that's a I, they're <laughs> definitely not going to if if they they have the skill if, for it. If if anything, if the table and their fourth place give up is anything like what happened when they played Southampton, they're just going to absolutely let it go. And I think this is a great transition into the Spurs. All right, let's. Uh, I will quickly go over this because we know what we really want to get to. Um, they were up three-one against Southampton, three-to-one against the bottom of the table team, and as I've said earlier, bottom of the table doesn't mean anyone because teams are beating teams all over the place, no matter where they are. And Southampton fought hard as hell and came back down two goals to tie three to three. Crucial point considering that they're in 20th place right now. So one point is going to be very nice for them, especially against a team that's up in fourth place currently. Um, Tottenham, in my opinion, they had some moments of brilliance, but they look so disjointed on the field. They just like, it's, it's almost like sad watching these incredible players just, Absolutely, had a soccer ball. Can I can I read the Conte quote from his press conference? <laughs> Which one? The long one, friends. I'm going to read this. Buckle up. He said, "Shots fired. Let's go." And I quote: "The club has the responsibility for the transfer market. Every coach that stayed here has the responsibility, and the players." The players, where are the players? 20 years, there is the owner, and they never won something. But why? The fault is only for the club, or for every manager that stay here. You are finding an alibi, another alibi. You try to find an excuse for the players. Okay, continue to do this, to find an excuse for the players. You do only this. You do only this. Excuses for the players. But the players, maybe. My future, then we lost confidence. They lost spirit. They lost being a team. Excuses, excuses, excuses. Try to protect them every time. He also said in the same press conference that the players were selfish. They weren't playing as a team. And he essentially gave his verbal resignation at that time by saying these things. This was amazing. It was. This is what every Tottenham fan has been thinking for so long, but no one ever had the courage to say this, and definitely not while they were the coach. Oh no, one hundred percent not. I'm pretty sure that like after like Mourinho was coach, he definitely came out and said some shit. But 
I mean, holy moly, no one saw this coming. Like at this time from this manager, like this was not something that it, probably anyone in the press room was like, yeah, he's going to absolutely just come unglued in a, not in a frantic way, but just in a way of him very much expressing his feelings and thoughts right then and there. And you could, you could see, I, I like went back and watched like two other like separate things on it, another interview, someone talking about it. And you could just see how like frustrated and unhappy he was in the whole entire thing. I mean, you could tell his thoughts were all over the place, but they like had one central idea and that, and it was basically that everything that happened today, or I guess, Sunday, two Sundays ago, the day of the game, everything that happened that day, everything that kind of happens with the club right now, with the owner, with everything is just straight up unacceptable. I could, I probably, we could have played a drinking game with how many times he said unacceptable. I think, I think there are two ways what he said could be interpreted. One, he's saying it's not his fault. He is absolutely blaming the players for this and the ownership of the club and that none of this is his fault. The other way, you could interpret this is that he's saying the constant for this team has been the ownership and no one's ever won anything. I think both are true. I think that the constant for this team has been the ownership and some of the key staple players, they've never won anything. They're rotating coaches through there, but he's also, I mean, he is saying it's not his fault, which I, see, I, don't, think, that's I don't think he can do. He he did say you can blame me, but at some point you have to start looking at the actual problem. That's him saying the problem is like the owner, the like the club itself, the players not like not wanting. What is it? What do you say? He said, "I want to see the fire in their eyes and in their hearts. I want to see spirit, and I'm not seeing it." He said, "What can we fight for if we don't have this attitude or this spirit?" So like he he did say like yes you can blame me like you can you can blame the manager up to a certain point at some point everyone else that's involved has to take their own responsibility no one ever no one ever blames the club no one ever blames the players anytime a club does bad blame just immediately goes to the manager every single time that's why managers get fired so quickly at times do you think part of this I am speaking from experience I know. <laughs> But what I was gonna—I was actually gonna bring you guys up. So United has a rich history, though, correct, of winning. Tottenham, Tottenham doesn't have a rich history, so no one's ever just flat out come and said, said this. And I think exactly. that might make a difference. And it's it's just a circle, right? They've never won anything. No one's ever said this, and they just keep not winning every single year. They're always top four, top five, right? Mm-hmm. And no trophies come out of it and they never seem to be ripped apart for it by the media or any anyone else it's always just oh this is tottenham this is what they do you don't want to play them however you're not scared of them for an entire season yeah it's all it's always like high praise for sun high praise for kane and then just kind of nothing else about whatever else is going on i i i am curious what goes on in that locker room friends since this quote has come out it has been confirmed that Conte is no longer the manager. He yes, Tottenham. he is. They separated by mutual consent. Yeah, uh, he was not. They, ab- was he mutual. was not they absolutely didn't want him. fired. They didn't want him. He didn't want to be there. Clearly, I mean, 
But that's see, that's the thing though. Now that's out. Now that is he's put it out there. So whoever comes next is like they already have it. Okay, now we know what needs to be fixed. Who is it? What's his name? No, Um, it's it's, the intro. They're not Christian. They're not Salini. Oh yeah, because they're over. Uh, yeah, till the end of the season, then they're going to find someone to start like the 2023. Well, apparently they were interested season. In, in Tuchel and that didn't work out for them. I'm telling you, it's a big fucking conspiracy, man. <laughs> you know, I love a good conspiracy. You got to be quicker than that, man. If you want a good coach, you got you to get them. I'm telling you, it was a fucking conspiracy. It, it, I'm, I'm still but like apparently firmly... Tottenham might get Byron's old manager now. See, but that's why I'm thinking it's all a conspiracy because Tuchel was the one that was lining up for this. And then all of a sudden, Byron just like, nope, Nicholson's fired. Tuchel's hired all within like a span of like 12 hours. And then all of a sudden, Nicholson is linked with Tottenham. It's like, hey, there was some, there was some something going on. Maybe. I think because he wasn't even made aware of it. Nicholson literally found out over social media that he was already fired. What I can't believe is how did Byron let that leak so quickly? Before I think they did it on purpose. Obviously. Oh, first off, all of these major clubs and honestly all sports everywhere, they always leak things on purpose to get reactions out of the media. Because sometimes they'll be they'll leak it just to get the reaction and be like, oh, nope, not a good move. Okay, cool. We're not going to do that anymore. Right. And so they 100% leaked it. And I think that's complete shit to do to someone. That's it's his job. And it came out of nowhere. The players were surprised. The players yeah, the players really were surprised. Him. Yeah, literally all the quotes I saw from players were like, "I there was nothing wrong in the locker room." He was like, Nig- "Like he was like Nigelsman was the person I came to be at Byron for, and now he's yeah. gone. So I hope I can basically like keep playing under Tuchel." But we don't. We, I will. We don't have to go into that conspiracy theory. But there was a, there was one other thing that I wanted to say that Conte had said, and it kind of like circles back to one of actually it's in the quote of one of the ones you said he was quoted saying that basically that Tottenham players need to play for pride to play for desire that and to make the fans proud as a as a Tottenham fan and I think we can speak for our t- friend and um football lover Tom Shelley who says that he is not proud of Tottenham as every week he says that it, he's sad well, what do you <laughs> Here's the thing. What how, is how there are you to proud be proud of a team of? of? Yeah, this mediocrity. Like they settle, they're they're complacent, mediocre, and mediocre at best because they don't ever. It, it seems like they don't ever try to go for that little bit extra. Yeah, they were in the Champions League final once. Did they win it? No. Like it's it's almost like this team is just playing to get Harry Kane records at this point. And they're super lucky that Harry Kane has decided to stay for all these years. They probably wouldn't have won half the games that they did because he scored in most of them. Exactly. He's the only reason they've got, come close to anything. And I would never I'm not I would never say it. But is he part of the problem that Conte was referring to? I mean, I don't know, maybe. Because when possible. you're talking about people who have been there for a long time, the owners, Kane. Here's, but I, I'm not going to blame Kane. But he's Kane, still, but he's still Kane scoring. Seems like all a the great time. guy. Yeah, he's he's scoring. He doesn't seem to be any issue in the locker room whatsoever. And I would, I'm not putting any of this blame on Kane. I something needs to be done with this club. I, we, you and I have talked about this offline multitudes of times. That 
Tottenham never actually does anything. They never get any any heat no, they don't. about it because <laughs> they're always just top five in the Premier League. They don't win anything, and it's just oh, it's just Tottenham again, which is should not be the exact acceptable standard for a team that has a large name such as Tottenham. No, it's 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 always funny when because there's like the Premier League big six, which is always typically Arsenal, City, United, Tottenham, Liverpool, Chelsea. And they're the big six because they always finish in the in the top six. But all like the all of those teams that we just named have a trophy, have many trophies besides Tottenham. Yeah. It's like it's like they don't want a trophy. They like and, get to that they get to they get close and then they're just like nah. And up until this year, or in I guess part of last year, we were all laughing that Arsenal was part of the the big six. And this year they're really, really good, as we know. They are but really, really good. When that but Super also- League news came out and Arsenal was one of the teams, it was kinda like they're not even good enough to make it into Champions League. Well, how, how come they just get to go to the Super League? Yeah. Now they could play in it. Now they deserve it. Death to the Super League. Oh, yeah, no, we hate the Super League. Uh, Inside the Grounds is anti-Super League. Anti-Super League. Anti-Super League. Super League out. Super League out. It's the dumbest (laughs) thing. I hate the fact that these teams can just be in this side Champions League type season because the owners are like, oh, well, everyone loves it when the big clubs play each other. Yeah, we love it when you earn it and then you get to play each other. Not yeah, that it's not fun when you just like, like a friendly in, in America. Yeah. Speaking of a friendly in America, did you see that Arsenal are going to play the MLS All-Stars in July in D.C.? I saw that July 19th. Yeah. That'll be fun. That will be a lot of fun. Um, I actually do love MLS All-Star Weekend because they have all the fun games. They do have all the fun games. Yeah. like I think like, you, the Goalie Wars was a great time. Crossbar Challenge. It, it, yeah. they, I think they do a good job with All-Star Weekend. They do. And I think a lot of teams are, like a lot of uh, international teams are actually coming over to America to play during the summer. I know United yeah. is. Um, um, I saw Bayern here, just had a deal with LAFC. The, I think I saw uh, that. I think I saw that as well. It's one of those where it's going to be kind of like a Bayern like a feeder. Academy League. Yeah, a Bayern feeder is going to be the LAFC Academy, which is great. I love that. Yeah. I mean that's pretty cool. Um, I will. I, I have one last thought on Tottenham. So the guy who's taken over isn't he already a coach there? Isn't he the one who took over while the gallbladder surgery or whatever was happening? So he is. He's already like a person so. that's like within the management. Yeah. Which makes me think that nothing. So there's my thought then. If that's correct, nothing's going to change. Like I don't think that ju- like getting rid of Conte and then having this guy step in is going to make any difference. I don't think this guy will be able to like quote unquote inspire the players to uh, play with the heart and the fire and the pride that Conte said they lacked. Like I don't see that changing. I I here's what I could see. I could see the very first week them doing it, coming out firing on all cylinders, and then go back to who they were of the inconsistency. But I think that's, that's exactly talk. That's a, that's exactly Tottenham's inconsistency is coming out one day on all cylinders and then just shitting the bed for the re- like a couple of games and coming out and doing well. 
Okay, well, do you know who their first match is after all this? Uh, I believe it's against um, the Evertonians. It is against Everton, which is so not fair that that got put on us by Conte. <laughs> I think that that's great for you. You guys can go and just rip them apart. Get Just get Damari Gray running past people. You know we that Tottenham can home. shit the bed. We are playing at home. And anything yeah. can happen when Everton's home. That is, that is like a solid for you guys. And you know that Tottenham can shit the bed at any given moment and just give up a game. You guys boosted back against Chelsea. You can twice. You can beat Tottenham. Yeah, yeah. twice. Yeah, I have nothing else to add about this team. I I believe oh, I made my thoughts very clear. Yeah, thoughts are that Conte was right. Do I like that he's gone? Interesting decision by Tottenham. Like I get it, but also it's kind of like he did it to oh, himself. I mean, I don't even think that. Like it's it's almost just like a. Of just a, a jerk reaction from Tottenham because prior to that they weren't going to fire him, or prior to that he wasn't going to leave. But I think the whole, the mutual consent thing is like okay. It, I bet you there was some sort of conversation in the back off like the back offices where he said what where he asked questions about like what's going to change or what can we have change and they basically were like I mean not a whole lot, and so he was like okay then I don't want to be a part of this. You see Gary Neville's tweet about this no what did that goofy boy say many saying conte this was prior to being fired many say conte should go this morning i'd keep him right where he is and make him do his job you yeah you, you can't force him to do his job if anything well, no. after his quotes he's you want him off the team like they didn't have a I choice I would, no, they, they had a choice i wouldn't have fired him personally like i would not have brought up like firing i would have like co- had like a conversation with him and like maybe like listen to more of what the fuck he wants to say but i think that them firing him or i guess mutually consenting to separate is interesting i, mean, I knew they were going to word it that way they always do well yeah well he's still getting paid <laughs> true all right i think that's it i think that is it i think we've talked about the things in Friends, as we do. If you've stayed here for this long, thank you so much. You're the best. We very go buy much appreciate a drink. it. Go buy yourself a drink. Uh, go enjoy some matches this upcoming weekend. Follow us on all the social medias, and we will hopefully talk to you all next week. We shall. So long, Bye, friends. friends. Catch you later. I'm <laughs> sorry.